Hey everybody, this is Sensei Anthony coming to you with another episode of the Kadatha Chronicles. Sunday night, September the 16th. And I want to talk to you about a subject that's really been hotly debated over the decades, really, as far as I can remember, and beyond, I'm sure, in the martial arts world, and that is the subject of multiple attackers. Now, we've all seen the extreme scenarios on YouTube, or if you haven't, you can look up where one guy knocks out two guys or three guys, sometimes even four guys. But the reason that that footage is so captivating is because it defies odds and defies likelihood. Now, I am a black belt in our, fam- in our family's expression of Kempo Karate. So, while I do have a number of martial arts skills, I am proudly and most notably a striker, whether it be hands, feet, elbows, knees, headbutts, forearms, whatever the case may be, my specialty at its highest level is in percussive impact. And I hear a lot of people when they decry the uselessness of most goals training as it pertains to multiple attackers, they're usually pooping hardest on grappling stylists. Now, the way I look at it is this. I personally believe that in an open-air context, and when I say open-air, I mean space being relatively unlimited, um, parking lot, schoolyard, that kind of setting, baseball, diamond, whatever, football field, I believe a striker will probably do better, assuming they've been trained properly, let me add that little caveat, than a grappler. And the reason being, I think that being able to stick and move, as the old adage goes, if taught properly, can prevent multiple attackers from surrounding you and being able to swarm you at once. Grapplers have a bit of a different problem because even if the contact is brief, their strengths lie in making contact with both hands, one hand. It requires tying up of their own limbs to subdue the attacker. Now, I think it was uh, Jean-Jacques Machado. It might have been Carlos, actually, one of the world-famous grapplers, the Machado brothers, saying that in a real fight, he's not looking to take anyone to the ground as much as looking to throw the first person on their head and keep moving. Now, considering that most people have no idea how to grapple or even how to prevent being thrown, I think that there is some credibility to that assertion. But as a striker, the one advantage that we have, I think, is psychological. Because people that hunt in packs tend to have a leader, quote-unquote, or someone who is the consensus toughest individual 
out of that group. As unlikely as it seems, I think the best strategy, if you are a striker and you're moving against, let's say, three guys, is to attack the biggest one first. Because one, engaging the largest person may actually do something to them psychologically. And it'll likely do something to the followers, if you will, psychologically. Especially if it's an even exchange of blows. The single person doesn't even have to be winning. They just have to be doing well enough to make the other people think that, hey, this guy or gal is doing well against someone tougher than we are. Do we want this problem? Also, along with that, I'm going to add to the fact that the psychology of a knockout is way more... Um, it, shocking, for lack of a better word, than being choked out or arm-locked even. Because even if you can take a guy down really quickly, let's say, and break his arm, he's yelling and screaming and such, but I don't believe that that has the same emotional and mental impact as a knockout or a TKO. That's why I always say that if I'd been in a bar fight and I had to have one person with me, I would rather it be a largely unskilled but effective brawler like Tank Abbott than Hickson Gracie. Because Hickson, for all of his amazing grappling skill, still has to use both of his hands to subdue an attacker. Whereas we've seen Tank Abbott, and for all you new kids out there, look him up. Tank Abbott knocked out people in one punch numerous times. So I think the psychology of that is different. But that being said, the strategy that a striker can employ, I think, is more effective. Literally stick and move. Also, a striker has the option to run. And people don't talk about escape enough as an effective self-defense method. I said it years ago, and I'll say it again. I'd rather be able to run like Carl Lewis than punch like Mike Tyson. For you youngins out there, trade Carl Lewis for Usain Bolt. Just saying. Um, and I think that's important. I think there's a overdaring mindset in the martial arts that just because you are skilled in martial arts that you are somehow invincible or cannot be defeated in a street fight. Not the case. I've seen the opposite happen quite a bit, actually. So, I think that the strategy superiority lies with the striker. But if I'm wrong, I would love to hear someone, striker or grappler, tell me why a grappler will do better in a multi-fight situation. Because unlike the movies, the bad guys or bad girls don't just line up so they can get thrashed by the hero, for lack of a better word, right? They're probably going to look to rush you from a circle. So a striker can kind of use footwork and angle to keep themselves aligned with one of their 
opponents to keep from being surrounded. Or if they need to jump over cars or hide under things or hide behind things, that also is an option because that does not take away their primary means of subduing an attacker, which is percussion, percussive impact. Grapplers don't have the same kind of options. Now, I'm aware that just because a person is primarily a grappler doesn't mean that they can't throw kicks and punches. I'm fully aware of this. But I look at the likelihood of a person being able to subdue a an opponent with strikes, all things being relatively equal, a striker is more likely to be able to do that than a grappler will. Unless the grappler has significant incompetent training and striking. But we're not talking about that. I'm talking about in a brawl, melee, multi-fight situation, I believe wholeheartedly, and not just because I'm a striker, that a striker will have the advantage because, remember, we're talking about fight and not contest, not match. No, we're not even talking about fight. We're talking self-defense situation. So for me, punches and kicks may occur, but in a multi-fight situation, I recognize the difference between knocking someone down and keeping someone down. So I'm not looking to punch them in the face as much as I am spearhand them in the eye, tiger mouth them in the throat, throw the chasse or the forward sidekick into the kneecap. I mean, I'm looking to put the person down and keep them down with every single strike. And I think that the training of a competent striker should allow someone to be able to deliver truly devastating strikes because we're not talking about sport. We're talking about survival. I think they'll be able to employ those techniques better than a wrestler and move as they need to. A wrestler, of course, may be able to clinch up somebody really quickly and throw them on their head. I'm a believer in that. But, all things being equal, I believe that the moment a grappler ties up their opponent with both hands, they immediately become vulnerable because their two primary means of self-defense are occupied. That's just what I believe. So, I would love to know what you guys and girls think out there. Thank you for listening. Check me out at martialartsoakland.com. And by far, the most important thing, please be kind to yourselves and each other.